0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 65 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, planes, trains, and automobiles one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off the week is Heather Maxendale of the Milkcast. Welcome back for the final day of our week together, Heather.
1: Thank you for having me back. I'm flaming, just like you requested.
0: Excellent. There you go. I can see that. No one else can, but you know, <laughs> use, use your imaginations. How's that? Fire. Here it's fire. <laughs> so, minute sixty-five begins with Neil and Dell looking back in shock, and ends with Neil asking a big question. So, yesterday at the end of the minute, Neil and Dell happened to notice that. Separately, they each noticed that the car is uh, slightly aflame. There, there feel a few little, little, little sparks flying around back and forth here. Completely engulfed in flames. And basically, the two of them each look back separately and then ignored it. And then together, I mean, it's a great shot having the two of them turn around in unison as they're looking. And they both finish spinning around as this minute begins. And they're both in complete shock. They are dumbfounded about what they see. And they give us a great shot from behind them that gives gives the viewer an amazing view of what they're seeing. You know, basically, we get their viewpoint of the whole thing. You know, we see that the, the car literally engulfed in flames. And then once again, we get a shot of their faces. And as we were talking yesterday, we get that cinematographic Glow on their faces of the the what would seem like fire, you know, which it might have really been in order for them to do that. I don't know. And then, not only did they turn around in unison at this point, they both stand up in unison and they both look at the car, and they're just staring at the car, basically saying, you know, that you know they're, they're beyond laughing, they're beyond being upset, you know, they're, they're beyond emotion. I guess you can say. And Neil just, like, puts his hands in his jacket pockets. You know, he's calm. Doesn't really, you know, he's like, can can it get any worse?
1: <laughs> no. No. I felt like this was, like, the peak moment of just finally accepting that the world is now out of their control, which his moment after this kind of confirms that with his reaction to the car being on fire. Both of them, it's just, at this point, what else could go wrong? Right. Oh, Yeah.
0: Exactly. There's
1: There's always more. Don't ever ask that question.
0: (laughs) And then Neil Neil reaches the point where he just starts laughing and laughing and laughing. We get almost an entire half a minute of him laughing in this in this minute. There's a lot of laughing, and you know Steve Martin does a great fake laugh, (laughs) you know, as he's looking. And and Dell just like looks over him like curiously, trying to figure out what what's going on. And I mean Neil starts laughing so much that he even like claps his hands on you know on Neil uh, uh, on, on Neil and he starts like like holding his stomach as he's laughing I mean this mm-hmm. is great fake laughing acting I guess you can say and Neil and then so then at that point Dell starts laughing also but you can see that he's laughing a little uncomfortably because yeah. he's not sure exactly what's going on like why is Neil laughing so much I don't know. Don't know. And then Dell turns to Neil and says, What? What? And Neil says, You finally did it to yourself. Neil is, is so sure of himself at this point. You know, finally after you know sixty-five minutes of dealing with Dell, you know, Dell has finally screwed himself. You know, yes. in, in Neil's mind. And yes exactly it in his mind exactly and then tell <laughs> also begins to laugh a little bit and then neil says to him i mean good luck turning the car in i mean they're going to be happy as pigs sh- to see you and and then he goes how could you rent this thing anyway without a credit card and i mean just thinking about all the things that he just says and first of all we haven't heard neil Talk this much the entire week, nope. You know, and here we get three lines, one after the other. They're great. You know, like like what do you think about about like car damage, uh, rental car damage, and stuff like that? Like, what what do you think? What type of insurance this, do you think they have? Like, how does how does that work? What do you think? This is this is going
1: to be a total. They're going to have to replace the car. That's that's what's going to happen. You might have some some. First of all, I don't think that most cars are going to have fire damage. They would be able to tell somehow that a uh, cigarette was what started the whole entire fire, if we're actually breaking this down, and yeah. they would be negligent. So they would be responsible past whatever minimal insurance, and that's assuming Dell got insurance on the car, which I think we can all safely assume he did not.
0: Right. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but if he had rental insurance on it, I, I think it's fairly safe to say that it's not going to cover the total of the car. And even if it did, they would be able to figure out that it was negligence on his part that caused the damage and therefore he would be responsible, which it wouldn't be Dell. It would be Neil. So I think he would have full culpability for the entirety of the vehicle's destruction.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so I I did a little bit of research about this, about what type of, of policies, you know, what type of insurance policies rental cars have or offer even, you know, there's, there's a thing called collision damage waiver. There's personal accident insurance. And th- there's all these different types of insurances that they, they try to convince people to sign on for, which can sometimes add maybe even 30 bucks a day to what you're already paying to rent a car. right? But then the question is, okay, is it good to have this type of thing or not? Now, if you have a collision damage waiver, what that basically means is that anything that happens to the car, if it gets stolen, if it gets damaged or anything like that, you don't have to pay for it. You know you're paying a few bucks a day or whatever it is, and basically I mean they are obviously used some sort of deductible, but you're you know in this case it would be ideal if this is what Dell had, but I don't think he did you know i I strongly doubt it, okay no now they have what's known as supplemental liability insurance, okay, which means that it will cover damages to other people's properties you know, if you hit another car or medical costs for other people who are injured by you or things like that, anything that, since you're legally responsible for for their car, right? Now, in normal car insurance policies, every state in the union requires some sort of minimal amount of liability insurance. You, know, you can't drive around without any type of insurance. I mean, I know here in Israel, it's a requirement. You can't, It's it's one of the, the insurance is that you have to pay. You can't get insurance on a car without yep. having liability. Um yeah.
1: it's the same in Michigan. Right. You have to.
0: Okay. Then another type of is the personal accident insurance. Okay, which covers other people's property damage and injuries in an accident. You know, personal accident coverage includes medical, ambulance, death benefits for you and your passengers. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay, then there's another thing called personal effects coverage. Okay, it's, you know, insurance that will cover any theft of possessions in the car, but it's, it's usually up to a certain dollar limit. You can't, like, say, oh, yeah, I had a uh, $10,000 diamond ring in the car that, for some reason, yeah. disappeared. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I just... Oh, always carrying those yeah. fundamentals. So, basically... <laughs> The, the chances of Dell not having to pay for this are pretty slim. He's going to have to pay through the nose for this whole thing because I doubt his insurance, especially back in the 80s, they probably didn't require as much insurance then on rental cars as they do now.
1: Probably not. Insurance in the last 10 years alone has changed right. considerably.
0: Exactly. And so at this point, as I mentioned, so Neil says... They're going to be as, as happy as pigs in to see you. Have you ever heard that phrase before? What do you, yeah. What do you think yeah. it means?
1: Well, I mean, pigs enjoy dirty things like mud and grossness, and they don't care about their own doo-doo. So they don't care if they're rolling around in their own dookie, then they're happy doing anything. So, yeah, they're going to be – oh, I see what you're asking. Why they're going to be happy. I think he's being sarcastic.
0: Yes, yes he's being sarcastic yes, in that scenario. You weren't asking me no, about pigs. No, that's fine. No, no. Okay. I've had way too much No, Heather, it's fine. We were going to, I was going to explain the literal meaning of it also, so that's fine also. Okay. So basically the information I found is, is that pigs seem to be happiest when they are wallowing in their own filth, as you basically said, and that's where the the, the phrase comes from, is for... Someone who's in a very happy state of mind, pure joy, where everything works in their favor and things like that, All right? So I also wanted to – I also found where this actually came from, okay? So the the background of it is that it comes from the fact that a pig is generally happier in its own environment as long as it's rolling around in its own feces. And for some reason, they say – now, again, I'm Jewish, so I don't eat pigs. I don't eat any pig-related stuff, but it says that that it makes bacon and sausages tastier and tenderer. I don't know about that. (laughs) I'm not buying that.
1: I enjoy my pork products, um, but I'm... I don't see how that makes any sense whatsoever, unless it has to do with the happiness of the animal. In which case, I'm going to say most of the pork products that we purchase from the stores are probably not from happy animals. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all of that is sounds like also a exactly yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, completely. Two two legs bad, four legs good, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then. Oh, yeah, and right. then Neil ends the minute with this great question: that how could you rent this thing anyway without a credit card? Because we know that he only has for Chalmers big and tall men in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yep. which we discussed this weeks ago. But I just still find it amazing that even at this point in the eighties, you don't a salesman is not going to walk around with a credit card. You know, it seems it seems bananas, but but it's for the plot. They needed it no, for the it's plot. Dell. You know,
1: yeah. They did, and it's and it's Dell. They've somehow made him continue to get by on being this walking train wreck, <laughs> and and do things as they shouldn't be, and somehow he's still just going like the other That's guys right. are bunny. What I like about this though is it's another moment where Neil, and it's just even in the week that we've we've gone through. It's you know five minutes, and yet we've had like three or four revelations for him where he's done the <gasps> yeah aha where things seem okay for like brief moments, and then he realizes no yeah. no they're not
0: <laughs> not at all.
1: So he had a whole like thirty seconds of laughter and joy where he felt semi fulfilled.
0: Yeah, which which hopefully was good for him at the time at least.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he could make the next 103 miles home. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did a little bit of research that I, I wasn't going to go through. I found an academic article about the, the, the way that, that smoke and flames will spread to high temperatures in car fires. And they, they did experiments. I mean, I, I skimmed through the article, I didn't read the whole thing, but I, I just find it really funny that academics are, are sitting and burning a car in order to do research on it. You know, like how long it takes to for the car to completely get consumed and things like that.
1: Well, I mean, they do that with with all sorts of different kinds of accidents with cars yeah, but this and is, whatnot. this is too. researchers so... who
0: published an article on it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about people in a car company or something like that. You know, it says that, that usually, usually it takes about uh, anywhere between 20 and 29 minutes for a car to be completely consumed. That's good information
1: for people that work for the mob.
0: <laughs> and the, the temperature. That, that's true. That and put that out there so they know. <laughs> How hot do you think it gets in there?
1: Oh, goodness.
0: Okay. Well, this one, it, it mentions it in Celsius. It says 900 degrees Celsius. Pretty hot. <laughs>
1: 400, 500 degrees. Right. Yeah. Well it's gonna start burning and melting metal. So Right, that's true. All you're gonna get all that's going to be left is is the frame of the car when it gets that hot. Which if you're if you're working for the mob, pay attention to this right now. Write
0: it down. <laughs> so in in Fahrenheit that's uh sixteen hundred fifty two degrees. One thousand six hundred and fifty two <laughs> 400 1600 I was way off. <laughs> That's fine. Perfect.
1: So far on any of these guesses, though, I've been pretty way off. So at least I'm consistent
0: in my It's always good to be consistent in your inconsistencies.
1: <laughs> Definitely don't work for the mob. It's okay.
0: That's what you say. That's what anyone would say, even if you did work for the mob.
1: Maybe. Maybe not. You'll never know.
0: Uh, that's true. I hopefully never never will, especially with that my car won't uh you know explode with sixteen hundred degrees of of uh you know heat. Yeah. I guess you can Yeah, tell. I'll
1: pass. I'll definitely pass on that.
0: Yeah. All right. So you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the into the script?
1: Let's get into the script.
0: Okay. All right. So there there's a few uh, uh, discrepancies here. There's first of all an extended conversation between Neil and Dell. Where Neil turns to Dell and says, "Why is the car on fire?" And Dell goes, "I don't know." And Neil goes, "My suitcase is in the back seat." And Dell responds, "So is your briefcase." <laughs> and then Neil says, "And my wallet too." And then Dell says to him, "And your suit coat? It was actually a beautiful garment." And then Neil responds to him and says, "I'll bet my left nut you did that with one of your cigarettes." Now, again, they they go back to the whole. You know, discussion of of betting one's uh, anatomy, which was yes. done uh, in week uh, three. I think we first discussed that when they're on the plane. And Dell goes, I don't think so. I only had one, and I made sure I tossed it out. And then Neil says, Well, I uh, what I smelled before was the car, burning plastic. I'll bet you threw the cigarette out and it came back in. And then Dell says, I doubt it. I'm pretty careful, but I've been wrong before. At any rate, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: garment. That was yeah, all of it. I do like that they addressed that it was the cigarette that did it rather than just passing on. But it works much better for the pacing to to let
0: that whole conversation go. Yeah yeah that that's the the main thing. And so you know that that's their their extended conversation here and stuff like that. So I, I like that I like being able to read this stuff in the script but it doesn't detract from the fact that they didn't use it in the final cut.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean, mean, they're good. It
1: is. It is funny that Dal's the only one who has his luggage that's safe and fine, and Neil's yes. <laughs> everything. Everything that's destroyed is Neil's, and Neil doesn't know yet. Well, he sort of figures it out by the end of this one that the credit card that was used was his for the car, so literally all of his stuff is fubar
0: Yes, correct. <laughs> and I mean, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that more next week with my guests next. Yes. Week. But yeah, hundred yes. percent. So. Every Friday, we do a segment called Weekend Candy, where my guests will give their top five John Candy performances. So, what have you got for us, Heather?
1: I would like to give an honorable mention to Nothing But Trouble, because I just love that movie. Even though it's terrible, it's still absolutely delightful. But my number five is a classic joyous film called Cool Runnings. I love it. It's still sweet and good, and it makes me want to sing things about the Jamaican bobsled team.
0: Well, we talked about bobsledding this week, didn't we?
1: Yes. We talked about Bob Lowe.
0: We talked about Bob Lowe and bobsledding, (laughs) because uh, remember there was the description in, in the... In, in the script about that when the the steamer trunk and the trunk flew off, it, it rolled down the the, like the a highway bobsled. like a bobsled. That's true.
1: It did indeed. Yes. All right. Okay. My number four is planes, trains, and automobiles. As it turns out, I like this movie. I didn't mind coming on for five episodes talking about five minutes of it. There you go. And it, in detail because it's wonderful yes my number three is uncle buck i love it i already talked about it with my john hughes movies but uncle buck is absolutely and utterly delightful and john candy is so sweet and funny in it he's he's at his absolute best um my number two is Spaceballs.
0: i'm a mom i mean
1: <laughs> yeah, i know I mean, you've got Mel Brooks and Star Wars and John Candy for me. It's just an absolute delight. It's all of the things that I love in the world. May the short be with you. (laughs) Merchandising!
0: Merchandising, merchandising.
1: Love it. And my number one is The Great Outdoors. Because it's a fantastic movie. It's a hilarious movie. It's a wonderful movie. But it also has sneaky raccoons that can talk, which I believe is a real thing. Also, my childhood nightmare of a bear crashing down a door into the house, which is something I used to continually think was going to happen at my grandparents' house as a child. Wow. (laughs) I said that in one breath. It was good. (laughs) And and are you still? Are you still? Afraid of bear? Yes. Yes, because I respect creatures. And that's the bear's house. It's not my house. I go out there. I go out there armed now. But...
0: (laughs) Two arms, two arms. <laughs>
1: I'm very powerful. <laughs> just just play dead and be done with it.
0: <laughs> All right, great. So every day we have a another segment called Off the Beaten Track, where either myself or my guest will give a little story or anecdote of something that happened to us uh, along the journey of life. So Heather, you got one last one for us for this Friday?
1: I do. This is, uh, an adventure I went on with my first car, which I mentioned earlier this week. It was a 1993 Ford Festiva. I had only had it for a couple months. Um, the gas mileage on it was fantastic. It was a manual transmission, which I loved. Uh, so I drove everywhere because, you know, I could get 35 miles to a gallon on highway. Wow. Sometimes even 40. Yeah, it was great. And gas was only a dollar ten a gallon at the time. So it was wonderful. And I was, I think I was working at Blockbuster at the time. It was just a brilliant time of my life. It was the summer <laughs> before I started college. So Kensington is this beautiful lake that's- I know, you know Kensington. 40,
0: you know Kensington if you're from southeastern Michigan. My brother, you know where one, of my, one of my brothers is. Is almost burnt down Kensington. But okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> I believe it.
0: It's, it's a he, bit of a hike. He started a fire there. They were, they were right there with him with school. This must have been in 1980. My brother graduated in 86. So it must have been like in 85. They went on like a class, like a, a school trip or something like that. And, and a fire started there. And apparently he and one of his friends were were, were responsible. Oh my goodness. Well,
1: I'm glad he didn't burn it down. No,
0: not completely. Because I've had
1: many joyous experiences there and not so joyous ones since.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was we were meeting there, a bunch of friends and coworkers to go, play volleyball, beach volleyball. So we spent the afternoon there. And then afterwards, the whole plan was to go see the Blair Witch Project. I was driving. It was great. We left. And oh, my goodness, we're in Michigan. The entire freeway was blocked off on the way home because there was construction. So at the time, it was 1999. Did not have cell phones. Did not have GPS in the car. But I know where South Lyon is in the basic area. And I'm pretty good with directions. Not someone that gets lost too often. And also, you know, remember, great gas mileage in the car. Well, I really didn't have a lot of gas left in the car at the time. Because also, still 18 years old, not particularly responsible for keeping my tank full. (laughs) And also not a lot of money. I was a broke college student. So (laughs) I take off and I head in the direction that I believe is south, which I was accurate in. But I didn't know any of the roads back there. And it's, at the time, South Lion. Now it's all suburbs. But at the time, it was all just farm country. Oh, wow. That was it. Yeah, so I'm, I, we were trying to find a gas station, too. I mean, we were going to pull together, like, dollars and change and that kind of thing. We're, we're trying to find a gas station. We're also trying to find our way back home. It had been, like, an hour. We had been going in circles. We had no idea where we were. Eventually, we ended up in Ann Arbor, Ooh. which was south, but not really the direction we nope. wanted to go in.
0: Nope.
1: So we ended up in Ann Arbor. The good thing was we got gas. The bad thing was I still had no idea how to get out of Ann Arbor because it's U of M college town and it's madness down there. Also was it like a Friday or Saturday night? And I'm guessing Saturday and traffic was insane. So it took me about, I think of a whole trip that should have been 45 minutes max took about three hours for us to figure out, to get back home found Michigan Avenue where they have Michigan lefts just in case anyone wants to keep up Michigan lefts with the median on Michigan Avenue and, and made our way back home, but it was it was almost three hours it took, and it was it was dark by the time we got home, and we were all cold. Wow. <laughs> that's the closest I've had to any like real real issues actually driving my car. But I I was that was the first time I was ever really scared that I was going to run out of gas. I've never ran out of gas before, and that was that was the time that it was going to happen. And we were going to be in the middle of Farm World, and you know that's how horror movies start: a yeah. bunch of teenagers, happy day, yeah. And we were on our way to see a horror movie <laughs> that we didn't make it to.
0: You could have gone see in Ann Arbor. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't have enough money. We used our last five dollars to get gas. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was that was the big one for All me. All
0: right, excellent. That's a great story. <laughs> All right. So you want to once again, for the final time, tell people how they can get in touch with you, Heather.
1: Absolutely. You can find Milfcast and all of your social mediums and you can find all of our old shows that are still there if you'd like to watch or listen on YouTube or Podomatic and you can find me on Twitter at Heather underscore Kenobi or on Instagram at HeatherTime.
0: Alright, and to find me, it's very simple just do a quick search for a movie around minute you can find my website Facebook, Twitter and uh, have fun listening to this show that's the important thing. So Heather, thank you very much for joining me this week. It's been a lot of fun. You know, I hope you've thank you I hope you've enjoyed So yourself much too. for
1: having me on. Yes, it's been joyous, and I had lots of coffee, so it's good. All right, and ho-
0: hopefully, hopefully, I'll, I'll get you back for season three. Well, we'll absolutely. We'll, we'll talk about that when 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 I begin pre production. You know, we'll see. All right, excellent. So everyone, have a great weekend, and until Monday, you're fine. Yeah.